Hello there, listener, and welcome to Fishnets and Philosophy. I am your host, Mix Bell Morgan, and I hope you'll join me on this journey of connection as we embark towards conversations that will be deep, meaningful, and insightful. So if that sounds like something you would enjoy, then sit back, put your headphones in, and let's get philosophical. back to Fishnets and Philosophy. I am your host, Mix Bell Morrigan, and this week we are joined by the amazing Beanie, who is the mastermind behind Filthy Friday. So I'll let Beanie kind of introduce um, themselves and kind of like what you, maybe what your pronouns are and anything else that you'd like yeah, people sure. to know about you. Hello, so I am Beanie, I'm she, her, and as Belle said, I'm the mastermind, I like that, it makes me feel very important, <laughs> um, behind Filthy Friday, which is um, a diverse and inclusive safe space for all humans to exist. It was basically created from um, a want and need for, for a space for myself to exist within the pole industry and because people who look like me are very well received in a lot of places um, so I selfishly created Filthy Friday for myself and then from there people started using the hashtag and then it created a community that is beautiful and accepting and open and most importantly we're having the conversations that are opening us up to learning more about the people within our industry so and amplifying voices so that you know we can we can move forward and do and do better so that is me and i'm a bit of a hoe but i think you'll (laughs) you'll you'll get you'll get that for yourself as we as we um, exactly and 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 proudly so (laughs) exactly but no you you mentioned something um really good there which is kind of one of the main reasons why i really wanted to talk to you and it was you were talking about how the reason that filthy friday kind of came into existence was to kind of help foster a more diverse and inclusive space and i know for myself when I first kind of started questioning my gender and kind of more coming into myself as a non-binary genderqueer person, I went or virtually attended one of the Filthy Friday shows. And that was the first time that I'd ever seen someone who looked like me body-wise at an event like that. Like any time in the past that I'd associated people with manly or male bodies with stripping it was always in that hyper masculine magic mike type scenario which is like i don't look like that so i never equated to that so i thought pole and stripping was something that i had no place in until i attended your show so i love that about filthy friday that it does create this diverse like community and i just want you to kind of talk more about that like why like 
did it was there people coming to you kind of screaming out for a need for more diversity or is it more that once you did it for yourself it just kind of yes. opened it up for others yeah so that's that's the thing and i think uh you know i've kind of always been that person um even in high school primary school um i, I just couldn't i can't stand like samesy clickiness and you know people being left out and so i think that's something that i've grown up with um but initially filthy friday was it was a bit of an apology um it was something for me to hide behind so every friday i would i was working in recruitment at the time i had just started pole dancing i would come home and you'll experience this for yourself like as time goes on you start to wear like less and less in your pole depending on where you're at in in, mm. in life and um, but for me um i was going through like a, a pretty shitty time and um, i was struggling with um body dysmorphia depression anxiety the works self-hate it was ridiculous so as as time went on and the more pulse lessons that i that i was taking i was feeling more confident um i was wearing less and my heels got higher and i because I'm so used to being underrepresented or like the media representing fat black women in a particular way, Filthy Friday, I would use the hashtag Filthy Friday as kind of a, an, an apology almost. Like, so, you know, kind of like I'm doing this, but I'm doing it because it's Filthy Friday. So mm. don't come at me. Like it's the day that I just be myself and no one can come at me. So it kind of started that way as a, a, a bit of an apology. There wasn't any shame there. It was just, I wasn't quite sure of how people would, would, would receive someone who looked like me doing the most sexual, explicit, erotic movement um, on a pole. And it happened that there was a million other people like me in every corner of of the of this earth who were feeling the same and you know they didn't look like me but they were feeling the same way as me so then mm. the hashtag became a thing and i really loved that i was able to click on the hashtag and search the hashtag so it was pd filthy friday so it separated us from um i think there's another filthy friday which is like some kind of event thing in in america right and um, so the pd stands for pole dance so whenever anybody used that hashtag it was all you would see was pole rather than you know like a a mixture of things that nobody really wants to see or nobody in the pole industry really cares about mm. um and it was just really nice to click on that hashtag and just see that there were people who looked so different and they were doing the exact same thing as me and they were feeling themselves. And then over time we just became, we started messaging one another and you know, we would, it was just, it was, it was just so beautiful. So as I said in my introduction, it was quite selfishly um, created. I mean, not really, I, I, you know, I needed space. So I created it and you know and then like people just you know started to oh if she can do it then you know i'm gonna do it too and then i created a challenge so an online challenge and then i think it kind of um spread from there and then we got into the showcase and then it just became a thing and and here we are today and I love that so much. And I think something that you said there, it's like actually makes a really good point. 
when you said that, you know, it kind of almost came from this like selfish place of like, you know, creating that space for yourself. But I think that's like, whether it's selfish or not, but it just really shows like kind of truth to power of the statement of like, kind of like, be the change you need for yourself in your, you know, in your life. Like, as in, I know for myself, like I used to very much be one of those people who would kind of just go through life kind of like, oh, I wish this thing would happen. I wish this thing would happen. I wish this thing would happen, but not actually doing anything to try and even make any of it happen. Just lamenting about the fact that none of the things I wanted were happening. But then once I start like, you know, had all the transformative change over the last kind of 18 months, that like my mentality has changed now. Now it is really about creating like, things that I need I am putting that's that into exactly, my life yeah and that's I love exactly that. it yeah because I, I feel as though I think it's so important to to put your thoughts and feels and wants and needs out into the universe um but I myself am, I'm so guilty of you know putting all that out there I'm just being like okay nothing's happening so you know there does come a point and where you know you're you're kind of like okay so you know what i'm going to take a step and i'm going to create something and i'm just going to see where it goes from there and in my mind i kind of see it as um because i still do it with different things i kind of see it as at at the beginning everything feels off limits to me especially looking Mm. the way I, i do and just being the kind of person that i am um before um this massive change during um during uh, the last two years um i think a lot of people have changed and are kind of opening up and listening but before all of that um i felt as though i was just i had my space for me Hmm. but nobody else kind of wanted me to be in their space that's how it felt nobody there was no representation like i never really saw anybody that looked like me i never really saw anybody different so it wasn't even about you know not seeing people who looks like me i can i find that i can relate to a lot of people who were who who are different but i wasn't seeing any of that difference so i felt Mm -hmm. as though i was kind of in a box so then when I created Filthy Friday and started with the hashtag, I found that I'd put this out into the universe, I'd made one little change, and all of a sudden things went from being off, completely off limits to me, to doors being opened and, you know, other spaces being created and 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 even most importantly, um, relationships and friendships with people that enabled me to learn about others and find that you know that common ground oh yeah like i feel the same too like oh my god like we look so different but we can completely relate and then from there it's allowed me to learn more about different people and different problems and you know still find that common ground Hmm. but there's a respect because yeah we can relate here but our journeys are completely different so i found that um, things stopped being off limits to me and I stopped having that mentality, that kind of, oh, woe is me. Nobody wants me on their stage. Nobody wants me mm. in their studio. Because it's like, well, actually, I, I don't give a shit because I've created this space and from this space, the people are creating spaces that are similar, that, that totally welcome me. So, you know, it's it's kind of, I just kind of see it as a like a, a pathway with, like a tree with roots and, little roots coming off those roots and 
you know it's just it's really nice no i i love that so much and yeah it kind of just it does circle back to that once you it's almost like a self-care thing like once you kind of like put yourself first and do something for you it then actually creates more opportunities in the sense of like rather than like almost demanding from the universe that things come your way (laughs) once you kind of do something for yourself automatically things start more opening up and you become more receptive to other opportunities and I just think that everything that you've done is just such a great like testament to that fact but there's something that actually that you mentioned a few moments ago which I kind of want to touch on which links kind of both to diversity within maybe the pole community but also kind of a wider representation within society but you kind of said that when you kind of like got into pole and like kind of the starting of filthy friday was kind of combating the type of social imagery that a lot of society has for fat black women so i could wonder like what you might kind of talk of you know maybe what your feelings on that are like what is like the negative you know representation that you had which forced you to kind of have to create something different so I'm so glad that you asked that question because this is something that I I preach in in class a lot, especially in um, I have a class that's um, a space for Black people to um, come and and learn pole in a in a safe space. So I think the media especially is is so good at, and has been really good at. at showing black women as um aggressive and mm. um you know we're we're bold if shit you know shit's about to go down we're patting our weave it's very it's all very and you know what what the thing that gets me the most is it's done in a comedic way as well a lot of the mm-hmm. time so it's like so we get the parts in films so when i see somebody who looks like me in a film they're the joke like mm-hmm. why why are we the joke even in even in um black communities eddie murphy is so 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 like he is the king of making black women dark-skinned black women fat black women a joke mm. and it's kind of like well okay so yeah i am those things i am bold i am aggressive i'm loud i'm a huge character but i'm also soft and sensual and caring and sexy and beautiful and all the stuff things so it's not all of this harshness Mm. you don't always have to associate harshness with black women i'm never going to deny that because that harshness is something that i'm proud of and it's something that you know it, it does exist but can we please start to show us in another light as well because you know there's there's so much we're made up of so many layers so why keep choosing the ones that you can you know even when they do show us in like a, a, a more sexual light and more sensual it's still as a joke mm-hmm. it's still you know it's still for the ha ha he he's in in films and tv programs and i just think it's you know come on like it's it's been a long time now shall we you know like, let's let's kind of move on from that so my that that's been my biggest thing to cut because i'm a i'm a very sensual person i'm very caring um 
but like I said again, you know, if someone crosses me, then you know, I always say like I'll go full black, and my friends are like, oh my god, beans, you can't say that. Yes, I can. I will go full black. <laughs> um, I love but that. Yeah, like like I will go all the way black. You know, it, it's part of me. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna water that down, and I'm never gonna um, try and be something that I'm not. But you know, like I said, there are, there are layers to me as a black woman and you know let's I, I want i want to represent that i want other black women to see that you know you don't have to be the joke you don't you know you don't have to water yourself down you don't have to apologize you can go out there and be exactly who you are and and fucking enjoy it you know and i think there's a, there's a lot of spaces in in the pole industry that just don't want to see difference especially mm-hmm. um i mean i can't even say especially one type of person because they just don't want to see difference full stop yeah on a pole you know it's very straight size it's blonde it's blue eyed and it's you know there's nothing wrong with that i don't want people to listen to this and think oh everyone's against like you know whatever i'm not against it at all i'm just saying make space like you know like diversify your stages and that's what wasn't happening i never got asked to do anything um i was never invited anywhere no none of the event organizers were remotely interested in anything that i had to that i was doing or saying and recently there's been a bit more of an interest so it's kind of been quite conflicting for me because i'm kind of like well you didn't want to know me then and you didn't want to listen then so why now why Mm. should i give you my time now so yeah that's that's kind of how it's how it's been um yeah did i answer the question because i feel like i rambled. no no it was like rambling is always (laughs) welcome i'm i love just hearing other people's perspectives so rambles are always welcome but no like just kind (laughs) of circling back to what you were saying about representation and you know like I think it is so true like when it comes to the media that we get like whether it's films or tv shows white folks can be anything they are multifaceted they can step into any type of characters but then particularly dark-skinned black people it's a caricature it's one image that you get you can't be multifaceted so I love that you are (laughs) with every fiber of your being you are (laughs) rejecting that um ability to like kind of put you into that box you're rejecting that and trying to create that safe space so other um, people like you can do the same and i love that that's what you are like whether you're like a mascot for it i love that and you're kind of (laughs) you're representing that mascot (laughs) exactly the best type of mascots (laughs) um but no like kind of actually like kind of coming back to kind of the diversity within pole what you touched on there is so true from someone who's only just starting my pole journey and has only kind of been on the outskirts of pole through attending shows and stuff like that thankfully the shows i've attended have been filthy friday and taboo so they're very diverse yeah but yeah. it's just knowing like kind of the stereotypes it is so much of what you see when it comes to pole is that it's straight sized one type of person that you see and a lot of what you see as well as an outsider which is something that I hate and I think a lot of people I know in poll hate it as well but it's you'll see studios that will have the whole 
pole fitness and like you know they kind of distance themselves from the sex work aspect and the history of where pole comes from like for this like as an example I've also started doing burlesque as well so I actually started burlesque before I started pole and in the studio where I do my burlesque they also have pole in that studio but the person who runs the studio and the classes on all the kind of social media is very much in the camp of not a stripper and all that type of stuff and yeah Yeah. it's very just disappointing Um, but so I just want to get your kind of thoughts on that like how do you think the as a we prevent that divide of like you know pole dancers and strippers and not a stripper pole like how do we prevent that divide from happening i think again it really goes back to um giving people the space to speak for themselves and you know to amplify the voices of of the people who who need it the most so by hiring a sex worker as a an instructor mm-hmm. you're you're already opening up your space to educate not only yourself but other people as well and i think people are so close-minded i think there are a lot of studio owners that don't want that and mm-hmm. and i'm kind of like well i think i'm at the point now i was having this conversation the other week i'm at the point now where i feel as though I'm always going to talk. People are always going to talk and and educate and, you know, try to share information so that people can do better. But it doesn't always require an immediate call to action because Mm. people are so easy to get the back up. So for me, I'll put the information out there and you do what you will with that. But I'm not going to, I'm not responding to any questions. If you want to speak to me, you know, you can book me, you can hire me. Again, same, same with sex workers. You know, they the information has been there for the longest time. So if you still in 2021 are not doing the most to support and create space and open up your space to educate the people who pay money to learn a craft that was given to us Mm. by sex workers, then I honestly, like, I don't have the time. I don't have the, I don't have the energy for it because that is the only way that we're going to kind of bridge this gap. It's about respect. You, do, you can do what you do on a pole, absolutely do what you do, but the minute you start to disassociate and say that pole dancers didn't start with strippers, that's when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think people, rather than listening, p- these people are getting the back up. And it's like, no, 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 I'm not a stripper. No, 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 hashtag not a stripper. You don't need to do that. You can enjoy what you're doing and have that respect. You don't, do you know what I mean? You don't need to be yeah. so vocal about you don't need to be so vocal about being against anything and yeah and it's the same in a, in a lot of spaces you know um there are people who are i'm finding very protective of their femininity and mm. there i'm you know I'm, I'm seeing quite a few conversations where people are like oh you know um women have been through so much yada 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 the same old bullshit and i'm just kind of like you can exist you can do your job and stop the erasure of 
of um, femininity and you can do that all by existing as you. You don't have to shit on anyone else. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be so vocally negative about anyone else in order to, you know, get your message across. And I'm, I'm seeing it in so, a same again with, with twerk. Again, twerk if you want, that's fine. But don't be, you don't need to be so vocal about, well, white people can twerk too. No one, because nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that at all. It's about respect and people are really forgetting that you can exist as you, but as long as there's a respect there and there's no disassociation from the whatever you're doing because it was given to you as a gift by someone else and you just really need to respect that. And I think until people stop getting the, the backs up about it and stop feeling so attacked, they call us sensitive, but yeah. really, I'm like... <laughs> really <laughs> exactly <laughs> like it's we're not we're not like you you have you've got to be in your bonnet about something that actually doesn't really concern you you crack on with your life and we'll crack on with ours the only reason we're being so vocal about things is because you can't leave us the fuck alone <laughs> that's exactly. the only reason <laughs> oh i know and you told like it's it's one of those like really equally very frustrating things where it just shows that these people who are reacting from that like stance of negativity they're yeah. just not reflecting on where that negativity is coming from they're just automatically trying to distance themselves whereas yes. like it should really be like if they just had a moment of reflection and really kind of thought about the history of pole and everything um then that's that's a learning moment like one it of the is. best examples that i like i like to talk about because i absolutely love her arlene Caffrey who is behind the Irish uh, Pole Dance Academy another amazing human but um, Arlene was on Ireland AM one of the morning shows and yeah exactly talking about pole and everything and one of the presenters like made a kind of again very almost swerfy kind of comment about oh well you know there's like that could be looked at as being stripping and we don't want to do that and Arlene straight away Mm -hmm. was like well, no, because pole comes from strippers. So we have to remember yeah. that and acknowledge that and be thankful. So it was like straight away took that moment to be able to give that moment of teaching. And I think yeah. that's the, what frustrates me so much is when you get those people who straight away try to distance and go, oh, not a stripper. It's not like I'm giving lap dances, trying to go what I'm doing is better. If yeah. they actually took that moment to be, you know what, why is it a bad thing if someone's a stripper? Like try to have that moment of like, you know, education and uh, giving yeah. a learning moment to other people and that would hopefully lead to more wider acceptance of sex work in society which is what yeah, we want absolutely. well <laughs> well-meaning people want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean it's like you know we are over here celebrating ourselves and celebrating one another and i kind of feel as though if you're not on board with that you can celebrate yourself in another corner of this planet and we do not have to affect one another all we are looking for is change and for the better and equality like why are you it reminds me of you know just a a stubborn child just a stubborn immature child that just doesn't Mm. quite understand um you know why they can't have what they want and they're kicking and screaming and it's like you are ridiculous right now like i will leave you in this supermarket looking a goddamn fool like i will leave you 
and that's what that's what i picture when i picture these people and same again like with studios like hire sex workers to teach your classes when i teach a twerk class i am giving uh or my caribbean um queens with our royalty class i am giving a so much knowledge to my students even when i teach filthy friday i'm giving so much knowledge about mm. my history as a black woman and where this music comes from and oh listen to this verse what they're saying what the rapper's saying like this means this that's something that only i can do i mean it doesn't have to be me but that's something only a black person can do because we've lived that life and we understand it same again you know with with sex work some of my students ask me questions that I can't answer because I haven't mm. been a stripper. Mm. So I'm like, well, you need to take a class with such and such a body. And it just baffles me that, you know, um, thankfully GFF is great. So, you know, we have team meetings and we sit down and we discuss, you know, what can we do to move forward? Mm. Um, has anybody got any suggestions of instructors that we can hire for workshops, whatever? We've just had the wonderful Gemma Rose. Um, oh so you know it's it's just yeah it's it's i find it really really exhausting and um i've had a couple of well i've seen a few things recently where um sex workers have been invited into studios to teach but the studio owners have treated them with the greatest level of disrespect mm. in the way that they, you know, they engage and talk to them. So it's like, okay, so you've given me this space, but you, you're putting me beneath you because of the job that I do. You're talking to me like I'm an actual dickhead because of the job that I do. And it's like, there's just no respect there. You know, don't invite me into this space to treat me like shit, to make yourself feel better. And I think that's exactly what it's about. These people are very, um, they're, how can I explain it? It's, it is a kind of, they, they do see themselves as, as better than everyone else. You know, we're better than you because of how you look. We're better than you because of who you choose to love. That's not mm. right. We're better than you because of the job you do. And it's like, no, you're not. You're exactly. Not. It's, it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. It's almost like it is like a form of classism. And it, yeah. it is like that's at the end of the day, that's what it is like. And what's even more incredibly annoying is that like, again, it's those type of people that are like trying to distance themselves and say, oh, we're better than this group when at the same time everyone is equal in the eyes of our capitalist overlords you don't care about anyone so it's just like no, if everyone's just going to realize that we're all we're all underneath the shoe of the capitalist overlords and yeah decided to work together we might be able to actually have change but um Absolutely. there was something like i think as well that's another thing that is incredibly like frustrating as well is that like when it comes to like say sex workers like strippers like at the end of the day, strippers, sex workers, um, they're like the types of women and femme folks and people who are most protective of the other people. In So sex workers and strippers yeah. are super protective and vocal for the rights of all women, whereas yeah. other women shit on sex work. It's really frustrating to see that. I and you see it in the same within yeah. like 
queer circles in the sense that it's been trans and gender diverse people who've been the most vocal for the rights of all queer people but then you get like certain types of very like you know white basically yeah white gay um, men or lesbian women who try to shit on the trans people that have got them the rights that they have it's incredibly frustrating and I think it's like I think it comes from this space of people have kind of like finally got something that they've gotten their hands on a bit of power that they never had and now that they think because someone else is looking to have a bit of power it's taking that away from them which is not it just means that everyone's getting a piece of the cake why is that bad you don't need two pieces of cake let the other person That's have it. some cake but... there's, enough, there's literally <laughs> enough there's, there's enough to go around and you know that's again this, the same with um with filthy friday you know I, I say to people you know it doesn't always it doesn't have to be me it doesn't have to be my voice that's not what this space is about it doesn't have to be me that teaches you but it has to be someone you have to be listening to someone and it's been really nice to see other spaces being created and communities being formed and i do see us all as one little you know one little family so you know our spaces are always open but you know my especially mine my there's a seat at my table for everyone as long as you come correct and show respect there's a seat at my table for you but if you there are people who kind of don't really want that and i'm like that's fine when you're ready you can come over here and you know we can have a conversation but for now like you just stay there and do what you're doing because i still see it as everyone's doing something everyone's Mm. contributing in in some kind of way so even if they're not on board with what i'm doing they are doing something for someone someone's being inspired by them by their existence so that's why i don't there's no room in in my in my heart in my body for hate Mm. there's dislike yeah i can dislike (laughs) someone but hate there isn't and i would never shit on anyone i would never put anyone down because what you're doing is i've been brought up with respect Mm. you know and until you actually come at me incorrectly or disrespect me i have respect for you because we all have our battles no matter what it is inside or outside of the pole industry we've all been through something and Mm. there is someone somewhere who looks up to you as as you know as a human as you know especially in pole so that's why i'm very because i've had a few people being like oh i I didn't know you were friends with them i'm friends with everyone Mm. I'm here for everyone. Like, what don't you understand? Oh, like, but they made a comment about, and we've since had a conversation, and that also has nothing to do with you. But when I'm ready, like, I will talk about it. But, you know, I just see everybody is doing their thing. Apart mm-hmm. from swerfers and surfers, <laughs> when I said well, when I said I don't have any hate in my body, I was lying because there's a lot for, for those people. There, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, th- th- there's a special uh, there's a special amount of ill yes. <laughs> hatred towards those type of people. Yep, I'm on board with that. Um, but I think yeah. actually, just briefly, like you kind of what you were saying there about how you've heard you know you had some people kind of going, oh, I didn't know you were friends with this person or. Did you know that this person said X, Y thing? And I think that like kind of 
that maybe is like a wider like it touches on that whole thing of like the way so many people are chronically online in the sense that say you could be like friends with someone they might have who knows like years ago a long time ago have said something bad online a bad take offline they've had that growth that education and they're they've now moved forward to a better you know more place and they've had the education they've changed but it's because of that thing of like what's said online is considered like almost more important like it's it is like I haven't done a lot of thinking on it it's something I have to go and do more dwelling and thinking on but it is kind of really strange in the sense that if you're not calling someone out online it's showing that you're supporting them and it's like well that's not necessarily the case you don't know what their relationship is offline so yeah it's a bit of a strange thing I think probably it it comes down to the size of platforms maybe obviously if you have a very big platform there's a lot of people who are seeing your stuff so there is a bit of a responsibility to make sure that yeah you're having a stance of support but yeah it's it's something you have to do a lot of thinking on but we won't dwell on that now but I do want to actually circle back to when you were talking about with your classes that you'll you know listen to like different types of music and stuff like that and you'll be able to kind of like tell the students about you know this is what this means listen to this and I just want to kind of like generally ask you like how important is music to you like how big is music in your life oh god it is it's absolutely everything it it ties me to to so much and it 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 gives me a completely different feeling and to now be able to dance to that and Mm. it's it's almost like an an outlet and it's just it has helped with so much it stems back to um, my relationship with my dad my dad was in a band and so I've grown up around music, especially reggae and soul and jazz and blues. And every time my dad's band practiced, I was in the room, in the middle of it all, going from the sax player to the drummer, sitting on my dad's knee while he was playing guitar. Like, you know, and now my husband plays guitar. So I've always, you know, I've been, I'm surrounded by music and it's mm. so important to me. And there's a lot of, of, of my my culture there's a you know it, when you go back all the way back to blues and mm. and where it comes from and the history of it there's so much of of that in me and it just fills me with pride because the music that we listen to today is comes directly from there mm. it comes rap trap hip-hop all of that comes from right all the way back goes right back to our ancestors so for me it's it's so much of me so the music i choose to dance to it it really it it gives me something and it it, it's really important to me to share that because i know people hear songs on the radio and you know they're they're listening along and dancing and singing but i'm like are you really listening are you really really Mm. listening and I have this, I don't know, I don't know if it's weird if other people do it or not, but I um, I hear music in like, like layers. Mm. It, it's, you know, so it's not just, it's not just a whole, obviously it's composed as like a one whole song. So people sometimes just hear a song 
Whereas for me, I'll hear like the way the drummer uses the snare. And to me, that would be, depending on what song it is, it could be quite representative of someone maybe dragging their feet and then that marries up with the lyrics. So it's all very like a pick pieces apart. And yeah, mm. it's just, I could talk about it for so long, but it's so, it's just so important to me, like lyrics, music, like composition, everything, everything. I love it so much. I love that. I love that so much. And um, yeah, you know, like for me as well, like not like in the, I guess the same, like I don't have like an ancestral connection to music as far as I'm aware, but I love just music and how yeah. connected to it I feel like I know for myself I'm I think it's because like I myself am huge into writing so I'm very much like a lyrics based yeah. person so like I can appreciate like a piece of instrumental music I can appreciate it for like oh that sounds nice yeah. or the artistry of it but it doesn't really it never moves me like I need like a song that has words like that's how I connect to music I need there to be lyrics like for myself and so that's why like you know I never really understood my friends who were like big into like classical music and stuff like that because I'd be like oh you know it sounds really nice it's nice to the ear but I just (laughs) I I don't know why it makes you emotional I just don't get that whereas like the second that you throw on someone like talking about like their broken heart or like something like that I'm just like in tears but um same here exactly but when it comes to music I want to know because it's something that I think it's different for every type of performer like for yourself when it comes to like uh putting like an act together like do you like have like the moves the act kind of formed in your head before you choose the music or is it more you let the music inspire your act um it's a bit of it's a bit of both really Hmm. so um as you know i'm quite a complex strange character um so there's there's not really any method to it at all sometimes most of the time it's just based on how i'm feeling Hmm. where i'm at what message i want to get across um and sometimes I might be, I could be watching a film and I'm super inspired by something. So then I want to, you know, pull something from there and, and, and do that. But I think for the most part, because I, I freestyle, hmm. um, it was, I mean, I, I haven't really performed that much. Maybe I have, I don't know. Yeah, I think I have, but I wouldn't. I don't consider myself a performer, even though I am. Let's not get into it. It's just, I'm such a confusing person. Um, But yeah, I kind of, I think it just depends on where I'm at. Mm. It really does depend on where I'm at. Same with um, weekly choreo um, for classes. Everything comes from a freestyle. So it it does depend on on where I'm at. yeah, so the class never knows what they're gonna get. I'll tell them, I'll say, oh, right, okay, we're gonna dance to such and such a thing next week, and then I might have a super emotional week, <laughs> and I might be in my feels, and then we're getting on the Friday, and I'm like, actually, and they're cool with it, and it, it's really nice to go through that with them. But yeah, it, I think it just, it really depends on, on where I'm at, and you know, and how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm super bougie, and I, I just wanna throw it down to trap and twerk, and shake my tits all over the place and sometimes it's just nice and slow and sensual Mm. and um that's why i've never really been able to describe my style because it it just 
my my mood and my emotions are all over the place so i don't really know what the this you know it's sensual um, and it's filthy. That's all I know. <laughs> I that love is that. Literally all I, know. <laughs> I love that. But I think it's like um, I think that kind of like just speaks really to who you are as a person. Like you are, like from the little that we've interacted with and from the interactions we've had. Like I can already, you know, I know that you are an incredibly like kind of like emotional person. That like you know yeah. you're connected with your emotions and that like just from the, the way you describe how you do your performances or your choreo it speaks to that in the sense that it's more like you're kind of letting your emotions be your guide for how you're going to perform rather than like having this I'm going to hit this act this act this move this move this move at this time it's more how you're feeling is what you're going to be doing and I think that's really I don't know it's it feels like really uh honest I guess I don't know like really kind of like truthful Yeah, that's exactly how I want it to be. And I think that's why I was having this conversation um, with Kitty a few weeks ago because she is like showgirl performance, like stunning, stunning performer. And I've never really um, pursued that or had the the mm. need or wanted to, to pursue performing. Um, I'm quite happy teaching and I'm quite happy enjoying um pole and dance for me hmm. however if somebody is like beans can you perform at this show they they'll they'll get what they get i could never commit to putting an act together hmm. um i or maybe i could but i couldn't do it as as my as my career because i could not get on stage and throw it down to trap if i'm feeling like you know if, if i've like i said if i've had um a rough week i just want to move slow and sensual so what people are expecting, you know, exactly. might not be what they're gonna get. So that's why I take my hat off to people who who do perform as their as their full time job because it's hard because I know a lot of friends sometimes have the shittest, shittest weeks and they have a weekend of shows booked where they have to get on that stage and give it their absolute all. And I know from the conversations we've had that they are just not feeling it. So to see them get on the stage and do that like that takes uh that's a a different kind of person that takes so much like my emotions just really I see my dance as an outlet as well so Mm. it's kind of again that's why I can't commit to something because I need to by once I'm finished dancing I need to feel at peace Mm. so every time I dance when I'm done I feel at peace so no matter how I was feeling by the end of it it's it's kind of calmed everything down and i'm feeling good and or i'll just sit and cry or i'll sit and cry in the middle in the middle of dancing and i think that's because when i started pole um you know i was in the middle of the most the the darkest depression so Mm. for me that was that was how pole really saved me like i really wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that counseling didn't work therapy didn't work you know i tried almost everything and it was pole that and you know seeing myself the way i wanted to be seen and you know just looking back at videos and and seeing myself as this beautiful creature that is that has been through so much and no matter how how dark those days got like i got up and i did the thing and not only did it help me to feel better but 
you know, I get I get to see myself the way I want to be seen, the way I want to see myself. So again, that's why I can't really. That's a really long way of telling you that's why I don't perform. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really long way. I just no. go round the houses. It's the best way, but also, no, I just. Um, <laughs> I I I got a little bit teary there because that was really Aww, no that that was yeah. really uh, beautiful it's... like that was really beautiful thank you for sharing that with me and you're so welcome no like like genuinely and I think like what you said there was really kind of something that like I related so much to from a different perspective yeah. but it's that you've kind of like finally saw yourself the way that you wanted to be seen yeah yeah oh like that's a that's a quote for the century there beans yeah. <laughs> thank you for that but uh but yeah no it is, it's such a big one it it's a, like... no like i'm just like like <laughs> mixture of like you know in tears and applauding like you know like like the standing ovation at the end of the like your acceptance speech um but <laughs> but no like that was um really powerful and like because that's like for myself that's what I've noticed yeah. over the last year in both like through kind of getting into burlesque and then now kind of also starting pole but just my own general personal journey it's like when you kind of finally see yourself as the person that you've yeah. always wanted to see and for a long time I didn't think I'd ever see so yeah, yeah. I related strongly to that so um from a very different perspective but really thank you for that and I think from like on a wider sense anyone I know who does any form of performing whether it's burlesque pole just anything that kind of involves kind of the sensual movement of the body those type of um types of performing and dance they all have a similar experience of whatever the art form they've got into, like the performance arts of whether it's pole dance or burlesque, whatever it is, finding that was something that was so transformative for their lives. And I think it is um, what you said there, I think as well that in a way pole and dance like it is kind of therapy for you and I think that's the case for a lot of people as well like um even like after my first uh pole class last week like my body felt like it had gone through like a massive physical workout more so than it ever had before (laughs) like I was saying before we started recording I feel like I was hit by a bus (laughs) like it felt like that for about three days but like that was like the physical kind of like aspect but like in my head like the emotion and mentally like really felt like kind of more connected to my body than I have in a long time as well and that's really nice because like it's like um my podcast is called fishnets and philosophy and I love talking about philosophy and one of my favorite um areas disciplines of philosophy is embodiment which for listeners who don't know what that means basically it's the notion that we are 100% our bodies we're embodied beings you can't you can't have a consciousness without a body being there that's what that philosophical discipline is and I feel like through go, doing burlesque and pole that's really kind of cemented that for me I yeah found that I've had regained that 
relationship with my body and it feels great to be able to start nurturing it so Just, yeah, yeah it is it is really transformative <laughs> it's really like i after um most classes because it's on a friday i always say to my students you know like that what we've just done how you've just seen yourself like that is your superpower like that's exactly what it is that's the everybody's always searching for something and in this in this space like you found it because you're doing it and i always say like that is your captain america shield like you know nobody can come for you because what we do as well it's so it's so vulnerable like mm. you, you're in a state of like vulnerability sometimes when i get on the pole i feel like i'm pro i am naked but like i feel truly you know like i'm i'm just bare like everything's out there and mm. i'm you know i'm moving for me and i'm giving it everything i've got and it feels good and so for my students i'm kind of like what you have just done especially beginners and first timers is a lot so you might not have hit beats i don't care you might not have got the moves i don't care but what you did do is you booked onto a class not knowing what to expect and you mm. came in here and you gave it your fucking all so i don't want anyone to leave this room feeling like oh my god i could have done better we'll deal with that we'll have conversations that you know at my my inbox is open we'll have conversations and we'll deal with that but first and foremost what you have just done is seeing yourself in a way that maybe no one else is going to see you like that and that's so important you know great if they do but the most important thing is that you are seeing yourself how you want to be seen and you know it it takes so much to like i said to come into a space not knowing what to expect and like that's the winning like you've won when you booked yourself onto the class you already won when you walk through the door you already won you know you're one step closer to whatever it is that you know you you're looking for whatever you wanted like you you're you're one step closer to it so it's just yeah it's really really important to kind of um yeah just yeah just try just just keep trying no i love that and i can already tell that any of your students have a fantastic teacher in you um i'm very envious of your students being able to take your classes um i'm also trash as well though Belle, so <laughs> don't be too jealous i cannot count for shit at all so i literally be like okay one two three six seven nine ten and i'm just like i'm so sorry i'm so because everything's freestyle so when it comes to putting <laughs> counts in i'm just i'm absolute dog shit like literally in in the in the best way possible but <laughs> but um, i actually kind of like uh, want to kind of touch on something as well and um, kind of going into it as well seeing yourself as you've wanted to be seen kind of like something i was privilege enough to be a guest on your podcast the filthy friday podcast yeah. and at the end of the podcast there was one bit where we kind of like briefly kind of touched on and talked about like being bisexual and bisexuality and i just kind of like seeing yourself as how you want to be seen going off that wider topic like yeah. what's your like connection to that part of yourself what's your relationship with that identity for yourself if you're happy to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. Um, 
Right, but I'm pretty dumb, so you have to just explain to me what you mean. You have to break that down a little bit, just a tiny bit. Yeah, Sorry. no, no, no worries at all. Like, I, I, I have this tendency of like asking really broad questions. I need to get better at narrowing them down and being no, specific. Like, it's such a great question, but I was just like, oh my god, like I've got so many answers to this, but I don't want to answer wrong. So yeah, like you just you well, just have to the break one thing is there is no such thing as wrong answers. That's Another thing I love about being someone who studied philosophy, there's no, there's no such thing as wrong answers. That's there's so just true. like the best, even a wrong answer can be right if you argue it well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's no such thing as being wrong. Um, but uh, no, kind of like, like what we touched on, like when we talked about it, like I just remember, I don't know if it was like a, a learning moment or something, but it was like, I remember telling uh, you about how yeah. you're in, you're in, like a straight passing relationship in the sense that you're in a relationship with a, with a man. So you're, yeah. like, you didn't feel like that made you able to claim your bisexuality because you weren't with yes. someone of the opposite or the same gender. And I was kind of you know telling you, well, just because from the outside it looks straight, it's still a queer or bisexual relationship. It's not a straight relationship yeah. if one of the people in it is bisexual. And yeah, so I just want to know like what's... Your relationship Sorry. with your bisexuality, with the label. Right, I mean, so so since we've spoken, because I, I just, I mean, it's probably been ignorance on my part, but I just assumed that um, because I was with um, a man, a straight man, that, you know, I was just, I was no longer, you know, queer, like, or bisexual. Uh, or whatever I am, I still haven't found a label for what it is, but it is beautiful. Um, and yeah, like I just, I feel so much better about it because I kind of felt as though I was in spaces where, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be. And I just kind of, you know, like a bit of an, an, an imposter. Mm. And I feel as though it's kind of opened me up um, to i mean i always spoke about it if anybody asks a question about about it then you know i'm i'm so open with everything and i'm i'm completely honest with with everything um so i i'm just i'm yeah i'm just still i'm i'm just enjoying i don't know i feel like you gave me a bit of freedom there you know it just kind of felt as though i mean i'm openly bi in my relationship you know I'm, if someone comes on tv i'm just like oh yeah oh hello and my husband's just like okay <laughs> I'm not, and i'm not even exaggerating the other sounds that i make i'm oh my god they're gorgeous um so yeah like i've never been um felt as though I've had to squash myself into a, a box, you know, within my relationship or my family or anything. But I think it was just me. Well, I don't want to take up space in places that I that I shouldn't be because I'm not with you know, um I'm I'm with a, a, a straight a straight man, so maybe that's not me anymore, but yeah, it's No, it like and is. what you're saying there, it's something that Unfortunately, it is something that is incredibly so true for a lot of bisexual and like kind of well, just any type of like bi plus people. So that can include yeah. pansexual, polysexual, all the different terms, but basically anyone who's bisexual plus. And um, but if like it's that sense of 
you do unfortunately there is a lot of biphobia that yeah. bisexual people face and within the queer community and within certain queer spaces where you feel like you don't belong and you're not accepted and it's just such a cry and shame like it really like it just breaks my heart when I hear about other people who are queer who don't feel like that they can embrace that queerness yeah. like because I was that for a long time like even though I've known I was bi since I was like in my early teens I never really felt like I could step into that or embrace yeah. that and also as well anytime that I felt like vocal enough to be able to say yeah I'm bi I was met with comments such as oh well that just makes you more likely to cheat or all these type so of ridiculous. yeah just really yeah. like negative assumptions and it's just oh like, yeah it was just incredibly frustrating so it, me- it made me feel like I couldn't step into that label and accept myself so now that I'm kind of like I've done a lot of changes and shedding a lot of that negativity off my shoulders and that I can openly embrace my queerness. It breaks my heart when I see people who haven't been able to reach that space yet, especially when others have made them feel like that they can't. Um, But yeah, it is so tricky. And I think it is that thing as well is that if you're bisexual and you are in a straight passing relationship as in you're dating someone of the opposite gender automatically it makes them makes you feel like oh well I'm no longer queer or I'm no longer bi and it's yeah just it's annoying that we've been made to feel like that we have to accept that and it's like well no yeah (laughs) yeah because it's just I think you you know the, the way that you um put it as well just really gave me um food for, for thought because i was just kind of like well yeah because i'm i'm i've not changed who i am i'll never change who i am like this is who i am um and you know this has been me since childhood i i always knew i always knew mm. you know i was brought up in too much of an open space to not be attracted to humans to to people you know mm. i always say you know it just it doesn't matter what someone has between the legs or or how they look like it's more so like it's qualities i like in a person mm-hmm. it's certain things and i can't just pin that to one gender because it doesn't just belong to one gender mm-hmm. you know that attraction just doesn't belong to someone who just looks this way it belongs to like a lot of people you know so i can't i i, I knew from literally from childhood in the playgrounds that I would, I needed to have access to everyone. That's how it had to be like, you know, and I just have, I have too much love, far Mm -hmm. too much, like, and, you know, to just kind of limit myself, like, why, why would I do that? I just, I I don't, you know, um, and, you know, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I'm in a very supportive space so mm-hmm. I've, I've had the support um to just be my you know my beautifully weird and wonderful wonderful self and i love that i love that so much that you're getting that support and that just yeah i'm just like warms my heart um yeah. but uh no like because that's kind of like very similar to myself as well when you say about just having so much love to give like that's yeah. like for myself why i like realized that actually you know 
polyamory and kind of like consensual non-monogamy I realized that's where I belong that's where I sit like that's where I kind of feel my truest self because I don't have that you know I no longer have to limit myself like I have the freedom to love freely with him as whoever wants to receive my love um yeah so that's why I embrace that and um like that's the other I think really tricky thing as well particularly with like you know bisexuals or pansexuals basically anyone who's attracted to multiple genders is it's that thing of like you can be you can still be bi pan attracted to multiple genders and also monogamous i think there's unfortunately there is this real like unfortunate like dichotomy that all bisexuals or all like you know people attracted to multiple genders are also polyamorous and non-monogamous and it's like well no that's not the case not everyone is equipped for non-monogamy or polyamory like the important thing is like you can be in a super happy in your supported you know monogamous relationship and still be able to identify as yeah I'm still bi or pan because I know I'm attracted to multiple people but I'm happy in my (laughs) monogamous relationship I don't need to be with other people of other genders for my happiness yeah it's just that like that it's just I, I feel it like um it's just an intense attraction but it's not it's not always sexual. I mean, it, it's not always sexual as, as we know it. Like for me, it yeah, would I be know what you mean. A conversation with someone and I'm just like heart eyes. Oh my God, this person's amazing. And you know, even friendships. And I think people don't realize that it doesn't always have to be, be a sexual thing. Oh, you know, there 100%. are different kinds of attractions yeah so you know my my um husband is you know we we're, we're in a a monogamous relationship that's right isn't it just yeah. us two yeah just you just the two of you yeah, yeah monogamous i yeah. love how much i learn on this podcast <laughs> like i just talking to you i love it so yeah so just us two but i might have um like i said like a, a sit and have a conversation with someone and 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 feel something but it doesn't mean that i want to jump into bed with them as sexual as i am like it really doesn't you know i can i can you know kind of calm that beast i can tame that beast (laughs) and i'm getting i'm getting something from it but it's not it's just it's non-sexual it's a conversation they've made me laugh they've done something silly or you know they've taught me something it's you know and no exactly said that's it's not limited to to one one type of love and there's multiple types of love and i think that's like again as someone who is polyamorous i think that's one of the very unfortunate things that gets thrown at polyamory all the time is that it is about having sex with multiple people and it's like well no like you could you know you could be someone who's asexual and also sex repulsed so having sex is not something that's ever on your cards but you could be also polyamorous and have multiple loving relationships that sex isn't part of that so i think people assume polyamory is about the sex and it's like no like 
I have sex with multiple people because I'm a slut, but I'm polyamorous because I want to love <laughs> yeah, multiple that's people. Exactly it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that's what it is at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> my polyamory is, has nothing to do with my sluttiness. They're two, like, they're, they're, they're running alongside each other, but they're not, like, it's not one is yeah. forcing the other. <laughs> and but, don't you just love that you can, re- you can just you can just be who you want to be like sometimes i feel as though like there's like i am for the longest time i was just like i am who i am Mm. i I can't really think of any labels to describe me other than black and a woman i can't really think of any actual real labels to describe who i am um but i love that the the there are the you know the labels that we can use because it helps us to understand more and it it's like kind of picking jelly beans you know different flavors like oh yeah this is definitely me definitely and it, it's just i can't believe i just described like this to picking jelly beans but that's, no i think I Do you know what i mean i love i like, love that as an, an analogy like a pick and mix thing but um yeah, it's yeah it's also i think it's really true and i think like when you were saying that you could never really kind of like find a label you just knew that you are who you were i think when it yeah. comes to labels as society we love having a label for everything oh we love it so much to the point that people feel like that they need to find their label and it's just like a label isn't concrete like we're humans are fluid so we change so at one point you could be like you know you could be at that pick and mix of gender and sexuality (laughs) and you could be like this is who i am now because this is what feels right but a few years down the line even a few months down the line you can change that means you can drop that label i think we've got so much pressure on people to find their identity to find their label and i think that's why i also hate how much pressure there is on coming out as this big thing because once someone comes out as whatever it is that means that's what they are they can never change again and i just hate that mentality of like no we can change as much like that's what we are we do we change like from a literal sign biological point of view our bodies literally change every year because yeah. every cell that makes up our body dies and new cells have <laughs> so <laughs> if you're going into philosophical problems are we the same person we were last year who knows but <laughs> <laughs> but just like as a general thing we change so much throughout our lives so i just i love that the pick and mix of gender and sexuality. Yeah. Pick what you want for how you're feeling Absolutely. at that time. And sometimes I'm just only attracted to myself, which is really... I think... So I thought it was also sexuality, but hmm. I'm not so sure. I don't know whether I, I... Again, I just know I'm attracted to myself. Sometimes I talk about it as being also sexual, but again, I'm just like, I am... It, it's just It's just who I am. I'm attracted to me and I'm attracted to people who look like me um and you know i go in and out of everything i love being this person i'm so proud of it no i get that and i love that and also as well being able being attracted to yourself that's a like that's a good thing going being able to say yeah i'm fucking hot like you know that's yeah. a good thing we should embrace that more like rather yeah, than absolutely. yeah so i love that and i think that sounds like a brilliant um place to kind of wind things down love yourselves be yes. don't be afraid to embrace yourselves and love your love yourself love your slutty selves um so before i let you go is there anything that you might want to plug where people can find you 
Um, oh yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, um, and you can find Filthy Friday on Instagram, which is um, at PD Filthy Friday, and I also have um, a queer person of I hate personal color black. It's basically Filthy Friday. It's an inclusive, diverse, safe space, uh, and it's a it's a pop up trip club. Mm. Um, which will be in Manchester in the Gay Village at Tribeca on the 18th of September. Um, so it's gonna. I'm hoping it's it's gonna be a really good night. I'm really really looking forward to it. We've got some really good performers, um, and I'm hoping from from this event that you know we we do have more because it's it's really important for people to come along and you know see the different bodies and pay the money and you know just experience strippers and uh seasoned strippers at the at their finest because you know that's what it's really about i love um, that what's the yeah. name of the event the night it's called hustle hustle perfect i will i will link it in the show notes but no and um, thank, thank you. you and um yes no thank you so much for coming on beans it's been a w- wonderful to have you and i'll happily be able to talk to you for hours anytime and to my listeners <laughs> thank you again for tuning in for a fin- hello listener thank you for coming on this journey with me if you would like to be there for the next stop on this adventure then please like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow my Instagram, which is mixbellmorrigan. That's M-X-B-E-L-M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. And tell your friends that you too want to help make the world a better place, one conversation at a time.